What's going on, guys? This is Gary. Let's talk soccer. Long time no talk, everyone. We did not create a podcast for the first time in the almost four years that we've been around. I believe it's been since then we have uh, posted a podcast at least once a week. In some cases, <clears throat> depending on what was going on in some weeks, we would have even more than that. So something that we really kind of prided ourselves on and <clears throat> kind of regret not doing last week, but we had good reason. <clears throat> As many of you may know, if you've checked our <clears throat> Let's Talk Soccer Instagram account um, or even on Twitter to a lesser extent, we took a trip to London and it was absolutely amazing. Um, we were there for, <clears throat> I guess, about six days, really. Um, spent one day up in Manchester, which was also phenomenal, but just <clears throat> the trip of a lifetime. I've been to Europe before. I've been to Istanbul and Prague, <clears throat> actually, um, a few years ago, several years ago. But Josh <clears throat> and his mom had never been to Europe. So uh, it was Josh's spring break and we decided uh, it was time to go. So among other things, we went to a Premier League match, which was a phenomenal experience. We saw um, Spurs Wolves and we're not necessarily supporters of either team, but just to be in that atmosphere and that environment, we were at the new Spurs Stadium which is absolutely lovely. <clears throat> we had amazing seats. We were sort of right uh, along with sort of the D at the top of the box <clears throat> in the goal that had four of the five goals scored in it. So <clears throat> a lot of action right in front of us and um, <clears throat> just an amazing experience on that day. Also football related then. So that was on a Sunday. I believe it was the 1st of March <clears throat> on that Monday, the 2nd. We took a train from London up to Manchester. Uh, Josh is a huge Man U supporter. <clears throat> so we did a tour of Old Trafford, went into the store, did a little shopping, did all that. And that was really, really cool as well. And then, of course, me being a Man City supporter, we had a little time before we needed to catch the train back to London. So we made a stop at the Etihad. Uh, you might have seen a couple pictures of both Old Trafford and Etihad um, that we posted on our Instagram page, <clears throat> but of course had to run over there, pay a little homage to uh, to the city uh, team, and went into the uh, store there and got myself a little bit of Man City garb. So a lot accomplished, and then of course the weather was great actually, we loved uh, the park, St. James Park, was amazing. We did a little bit of touristy stuff. We saw the changing of the guards one day. Um, <clears throat> couple of, you know, went, did a little sightseeing, but not, not overly touristy, and we weren't overly scheduled. So, <clears throat> absolutely lovely time. People were great. Uh, we got very familiar with the tube system <clears throat> very quickly, so uh, we're old pros at it. By now, the food was amazing. Had some of the best hamburgers <clears throat> or cheeseburgers 
I've ever had in my life. Maybe the best. Uh, the fish and chips was amazing. We ate really good steak one night. A place called Hawksmore. <clears throat> and uh, just a phenomenal time. Uh, our hotel was right there at the London Eye at Westminster Bridge. So we did the Eye. <clears throat> Again, another kind of touristy thing, but the views were amazing. And uh, we couldn't have asked for a better time. So <clears throat> for those of you in London and in Manchester, thank you for hosting us. Uh, we love both of your cities and uh, we plan to come back very, very soon. As I would go back tomorrow if I could, but um, until then we have great memories and lots of great photos. So um, got to sort of experience what we've heard so much about and which of course we, we watch on TV so much and, and talk about, uh, here on the podcast and on our social media platform. So it was absolutely amazing, but <clears throat> a very long way of saying, uh, A, we had a great trip and B, uh, <clears throat> that's why last week's podcast wasn't posted. So, uh, pardon us for that, but we're back and, um, let's talk a little bit about the, the current game week that's going on. We've got one more match left in this blank game week. 29, and we ourselves were rolling along pretty strong until the Leicester City game came up, and we got rid of Vardy a week or two ago, and don't have Barnes, uh, Soyuncu was on our bench, so a lot of damage was done to our ranking because of that. Actually, we were sitting on a pretty nice green arrow up until that point, so, um, you know, just the nature of the game. I suppose, but <clears throat> we're happy for those of you that did well as a result of that. So, you know, um, I know some managers either like to gloat or sort of pick at people who, you know, sort of quote unquote kept the faith with Jamie Vardy or whatever. And the way we look at it, like <clears throat> it's all just a game of decisions uh, some insight, some skill, and of course, there's a lot of luck involved too. And just about everything really is outside of our control. So there's no reason to get super upset about it or excited about it one way or the other, really. So congrats to those of you who did well. And if you haven't done well, or you didn't do well, then, you know, there's always game week 30. But of course, we have one more game to go, the Man City Arsenal match. You know, depending on the day, depending on the hour, De Bruyne looks like he's going to play. He doesn't look like he's going to play. <clears throat> Pep, of course, isn't giving a definitive answer, and he's saying, you know, he's he's pretty fit, but we're not sure. Uh, not sure if he's going to be able to play in the game. This and that. My own personal opinion is that we will see De Bruyne play, um, although he may not start. But I do think <clears throat> that. We'll see him come off the bench, which is probably much to the chagrin of a lot of you because, especially for those that captained De Bruyne, unless he comes on and does amazingly well, like Jamie Vardy did, right? Vardy came on, I don't know, with about 60 minutes, 65 minutes or so, maybe 59 minutes, 59th minute, somewhere around there. We'll just say the 60-minute mark came on and had a brace so and got a couple bonus points. So, um you know, while we always dread a player like that coming on late in the game, uh, things like that do happen. So just because De Bruyne may come off the bench doesn't mean that he can't do a lot of damage in that way. But 
Of course, as FPL managers, we like to go with the sure thing. And if you have a vice captain, if you captained De Bruyne and you have a vice captain that did exceedingly well, Mane, Salah, uh, Vardy, then um, maybe you'd prefer De Bruyne not to play. Or if maybe you didn't captain De Bruyne, but your auto sub that would come on would be someone like Lundstrom or Mount or someone along those lines. Then of course, once again, you don't, uh, you may not want De Bruyne to see any minutes whatsoever, but excuse me, we will see what happens. Moving then into sort of talk about game week 30 and game week 31, because the moves made for game week 30 could very well impact what's going on in Game Week 31. So for Game Week 31, we know something for sure, and we know that there will only be four matches. So the following teams are playing in Game Week 31. Everybody else is blank. We have Spurs, West Ham, Burnley, Watford, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, Wolves, Bournemouth. And that's it. So we have eight teams from which to choose our Game Week 31 players. Now, what some managers are doing is that obviously you have at least a couple, if not several players from those teams. Chances are you've doubled or probably tripled up on on uh, Liverpool players. You probably have a Wolves player or two or three, and then you know maybe uh, you know a couple other players. Maybe you have Pope. Um, Saar, you know, a couple players from some of these other teams. So you're probably in a spot where you're anywhere already with, say, five to eight or nine players from those, um, from the the Game Week 31 teams that, that are playing. So, you know, a couple strategies. You can either, one, uh, use your free transfers and maybe take a hit or two. And get yourself to a place where either you have a full 11 or maybe 9 or 10 players. I don't think it's a bad thing to play with 9 or 10 players. And here's why. Um, A, you may not want to completely undo your team. And by bringing in another player or two, maybe then you're forced into transferring them back out. It's just a temporary temporary transfer. And then you've got to burn more free transfers to get them back out of your team and replace them with the players that you actually really want. Or you're going to end up taking a hit. You may take a four-point hit. You may take an eight-point hit. You may take a 12-point hit. Um, And there's no guarantee that you're going to make those points up. So at least by maybe, you know, playing a player or two short, at least you know you're not going to lose points by making any other transfers. And again, it's sort of that that risk tolerance, and that's really what this game is all about uh, to a large extent. So uh, there's nothing wrong with playing with 9 or 10 or maybe even 8 players. Whatever you're comfortable with, honestly, is what's good for you because also there's no guarantee all of this work to round out your team and have eleven, you know, a starting 11 of, of players that are active in Game Week 31 there's no guarantee that they're all going to start anyway. So maybe you've taken hits on players that um, 
that don't start. Maybe they come off the bench. Maybe they don't play at all. Or maybe they play for a few minutes and they get injured. And then what? And then you're forced to make more transfers after that. So, you know, there's a lot of strategies. You can take hits and build your team up for game week 31 and then make some more transfers to sort of take your team in another direction for the remainder of the season because all those teams that are not playing in game week 31 will at some point have double game weeks, presumably. They may not all happen in the same game week, but each team will have um, will have a match to make up. They'll have a fixture that needs to be rescheduled. Right now it's looking likely that game week 34, game week 37 could be double game weeks. I think right now it's projected that game week 34 would be the big double game week, but none of that's set in stone yet. So you can you can take transfers for game week 31 and do it that way. May or may not involve hits. You can just sort of sit with the team you have and take what you get. Or, of course, you can free hit. <clears throat> free hit to us uh, is better utilized in a future game week, and we really have our eyes set on that big double game week. If it is game week 34 or whatever it is, that's when we want to use our free hit because we can build a team of 15 players that have a double game week. Of course, not all 15 players will be utilized because we can't use free hit and bench boost in the same game week, but at least if any auto subs need to happen, uh, we've got a player coming off the bench that also has a double game week. But, you know, uh, effectively we'll have 22 players playing in that double game week if we fill our team full of double game week players. And that's what we're going to do is save our free hit for that. Right now, I believe we're on uh, seven or eight players that are already active in game week 31. So we'll probably transfer one other player in. We may take a hit to get to 10, but I'd be perfectly fine being at nine. Because what I'd really like to do is use uh, a transfer to to be able to get Marshy out. I think uh, now that he's fit again, I watched the Manchester Derby, and as a Man City supporter, uh, it hurt me deal- dearly. But I got to give a lot of credit to Manchester United. They played a great game. They frustrated Man City, and um, that Manchester United attack. The score should have been higher. And I really liked what I saw from the combination of uh, Martial and Bruno, both as a, as a pair and individually. I thought they looked great. We already have Bruno Fernandez in our team, and I think Martial is uh, is someone we want to get in. So we're sort of looking longer term, really through the end of the season. In our minds, now it's time to start looking at the end of the season. the The end is near. It's on the horizon, and it's really time to map out um, how we're going to manage our team for the rest of the year. So um, I think it's interesting, too. We've got some key players that are injured uh, that may have been transferred out, uh, take you know, or, or players that just haven't been super productive. Ings is being transferred out a lot. Uh, Vardy was transferred out a lot. Even De Bruyne he had a price decrease, so obviously he's been transferred out a lot. The template is is breaking up, which I think is 
a great thing because what I think it's going to do is it's going to there won't be a real template. There may be a core four, five, or six players that most people own, but beyond that, some people have Bruno, some people have Martial, some people will have Sar. Um, you know, I just think you know you may have Mares, you may have Mount. I thought Mount looked really good, um, especially over the weekend. He could have scored two. He had one. He could have at least scored another. If it wasn't for a great save, so the the template is no more, and now we're going to really start seeing some separation among teams. It's crunch time; it makes sense, and that's what's going to happen, or at least that's our projection. So, looking at some players that are on our watches for game week thirty, back to the game week thirty-one, real quick. We posted a pretty long list of players at each position. That, that we like and we consider going into game week 31, the blank game week. Obviously, we didn't list people like the, the main Liverpool players. We didn't list uh, Jimenez on there. Those guys, as we say in the caption, those guys are sort of the, um, of course you're going to have those players. Those are the ones that are no-brainers to consider. The, the ones listed are a little more um, outside sort of the template team, so we thought we'd We'd specifically call them out. But going into game week 30, give you a few players that are sort of on our mind. We have Sar. We like Sar. Watford's at home to Leicester City. Leicester haven't been that great on the road. Um, Sar's a hell of a player. And like I was saying a couple of podcasts ago, before he returned back from... um, his injury, and I believe he had a double in that game back. We were saying if he's able to recapture that form pre-injury, which obviously he did, he's going to be a dangerous player. So I expect a lot more from him, and I think at like $6.2 or so, he's a great mid-priced midfielder that's also a really good differential. So I like him in that match a lot, and I would like him for game week 31 as well. Dini could be a good shout there as well. And then on the Leicester City side, I think that uh, despite a little more difficult competition, let's face it, uh, Leicester City had a real easy match against um, Austin Villa. They earned their four goals, but you know it, it, the score could have been much, much worse than it actually was. I think now that Vardy is back to scoring and his confidence has seemingly returned, I think he'll be dangerous again. I think he's a good shout, of course. Barnes was on fire, and we may be catching him on a bit of an upswing in form, so he'd be another great one to own as well. <clears throat> Bournemouth is another team that um, that plays in Game Week 31, <clears throat> and in Game Week 30, they're home to Crystal Palace, and I think Callum Wilson could be um, could be someone to look at, especially it's, it's hard because you only have three forward spots and you don't necessarily you definitely don't want to waste one but in terms of differentials he may be worth a one or two week punt maybe you only bring him in for game week 31 maybe you bring him in in game week 30 because uh of the crystal palace fixture but he sort of caught our eye a little bit recently Additionally, um, Arsenal are away to Brighton. 
Aubameyang, which has been lucky for those of us that don't own him, has been quiet so far in this double game week. He may uh, that may come back to bite us um, when he's at Man City tomorrow on Wednesday. But um, none, nevertheless, I think he will do some damage away at Brighton. So he's another great one to own there too. And I think Pepe um, really wasn't sold on him for a while, but I think he sort of found his footing and he, he can be a really good pickup too. Uh, Manchester are Manchester, Manchester city are home to Burnley. And uh, I like all the regulars there. Uh, I think Mares is a great shout. If you can't afford De Bruyne or maybe you want to supplement, uh, you already own De Bruyne and you want someone else from Man City in preparation for what will eventually become a double game week for them at some point. Uh, I think Mares is a great pickup there. Newcastle, Sheffield United. Uh, <clears throat> I think, you know, Henderson and goal. The Sheffield United defenders, although Newcastle is is a little dangerous. St. Maximin, uh, I think, could be a really interesting pickup. Newcastle play in game week 31 as well, the blank game week. It could be a real interesting pickup. Again, a little while um, as, as a differential. Seems that maybe Lundstrom has sort of earned his way back into the starting eleven. So, um, you know, his ownership is large, not nearly as large as it used to be. I think it's about cut in half since, uh, you know, he was sort of at the height of his popularity, but can still be a dangerous player. I do think that Ings will find his form a way to Norwich in game week 30, although it doesn't really help us much because we've cut him out of our team uh, and replaced him with Jota. So we have uh, two Wolves players up top alongside Calvert-Lewin. But I do think he could be a good one to have. Uh, Norwich can't seem to buy a goal right now. So, of course, of course McCarthy back there. Stevens back there uh, defensively for Southampton, I think. Those are pretty good bets as well. Chelsea away to Austin Villa. Mount is injured. Hopefully he'll be back. But if not... Probably a great shout to have a Chelsea attacker in your Game Week 30 team. Should get another start there. Um, and then defensively, too, uh, Reese James is a great option. And then, of course, um, of course, Marcus Alonso has been on absolute fire. So lots of good options there for Chelsea. And then we've got Wolves away to West Ham. Usual suspects for Wolves. Lots of good options on defense for them, honestly. Um, and then also on the attack. A lot of people have sort of cooled off of Triore, and for good reason. He hasn't been starting on the regular anymore. And that shoulder injury, we're actually at that Spurs-Wolf game that I mentioned earlier. <clears throat> and we, we it happened right in front of us when he got his shoulder injured or re-injured. And um, for a guy that big and strong and presumably tough, uh, for him to just sort of grab his arm in pain like the way he did, 
there that shoulder has really really got to be bothering him so i would suspect that we won't see him start we may not see him at all against west ham speaking of west ham uh snodgrass has been on pretty good form he's an interesting differential to have uh bowen has is starting to come into his own <clears throat> a little bit too so there's a couple west ham players antonio can always be dangerous so three west ham players that could be on a watch list um, Spurs at home to Man United. I think Man United on the on the heels of uh, the Manchester Derby win will come in uh, to Spurs <clears throat> with a lot of confidence, and I expect them to play at a pretty high level. Um, despite what the FDR says, Spurs are having all kinds of trouble. You know, the game we were at, they allowed four. Uh, no, sorry, three goals. Uh, <clears throat> from Wolves, and we certainly know that what that Man United attack can do. So I expect goals to be scored there. Juan Basaka has been looking good, and Harry Maguire have been looking good as well. So uh, there's <clears throat> at least four Manchester United players that are worth a look. And then lastly, <clears throat> we've got Everton and Liverpool coming up. Everton at home. I think, uh, listen, Liverpool have been conceding goals quite a few recently. I think Calvert-Lewin, who should have scored um, over the weekend, cannot believe he missed that wide-open goal. He didn't get a lot of shots that day, maybe just the one, actually, and he pushed it wide, uh, which, as an owner, just absolutely wrecked me because they were getting no possession whatsoever against Chelsea it felt like they did not get any real opportunities to do any damage there so <clears throat> hopefully Liverpool won't play keep away for that much and Calvert-Lewin will actually convert uh, whatever chances he does get and then of course for Liverpool Mane and Salah are the ones uh, defensively <clears throat> we have Robertson and Alexander-Arnold we're thinking of maybe downgrading in price, but certainly not in quality, uh, moving from Robertson to Van Dyke. And I, I know it's kind of a like-for-like like switch, but uh, that those, you know, 0.4 extra pounds or whatever it amounts to, or 0.4 million pounds, uh, could come in handy with some future transfers. So we may do that. I would love to have Mane in my team because I think he and Salah are just going to keep going, you know, tit for tat, back and forth with the goals and the bonus points through the end of the season. Although I do think at some point, once once Liverpool have wrapped this up and whatever, you know, other records uh, Klopp wants to hit in terms of uh, points or something along, along those lines, you know, he'll he'll refocus, assuming that they're still in Champions League. I think a lot of his focus turns there, and I, I believe that we'll start to see these Liverpool players uh, get a lot less minutes, and Klopp will kind of start you know, the B squad, so to speak. So something to be mindful of, which wouldn't be a horrible thing. I mean, everyone's in the same boat. If Salah and Mane don't play that much anymore, then that is uh, that sort of evens out the playing field for everyone because of their ownership, uh, but also that frees up a lot of funds. And yet another way that uh, the template will be broken up. So lots more to come on that. All right, guys, I've talked for almost 30 minutes. Uh, hopefully this has been 
a little bit helpful. As always, check the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page. Uh, lots of information up there. Lots of great dialogue with all kinds of cool people. So um, check us out there and give us a follow if you haven't. And until next time, on behalf of Josh, this is Gary saying peace and goodbye.